It's Church of the Corn with Zach Santi, Alex Drake, and Fitz on 1620 The Zone, 1620thezone.com, and the Zone app. Now, here are your hosts, Zach, Alex, and Fitz. Welcome, everybody, to the Church of the Corn here on 1620 The Zone, brought to you by FCC Trucking and Summit Medical Staffing. Zach, Drake, and Fitz, and Conrad, the best producer in the game, here with us today. So, we got we got a busy, busy show today, boys. Should we just jump right on into it? Of course we will. We got Wisconsin, we'll talk coaches, we got a special guest maybe at some point today, recruiting with our guy Brian Munson. Woo, it's going to be a busy one today. How are you boys doing today? Feels good to be back in studio after... Uh... A lot better than Michigan, huh? After that rough, man, the game wasn't even the worst part for me. It was buying three sets of plane tickets to come home because American Airlines sucks. That second flight that they bumped of mine, they bumped me to December. Oh, that would have been great for us. Way to go, American Airlines. Oh, but you're here. In what world does that make sense? It's November right now, so I know that's going to work. I have I have two plane tickets coming out of Chicago. On December 11th. I don't know what American Airlines thinks I'm going to do with those besides get a refund. It sounds like it sounds like the uh, airlines are doing very well right now. Yeah, yeah, classic. Well, let's start off with this. This was a bigger story a little bit earlier in the week, not so much now. But uh, Buffalo was going to get hit with three to six foot of snow before they moved the game to Denver or Detroit, excuse me. And there was a funny little fact. So if they got three to six foot of snow, uh, the two starting running backs, Devin Singletary is five foot seven, and uh, Nick Chubb's five foot ten. So they literally would be covered in snow. So I have some logis- logistical so questions by a couple here. Feet. By the way, I was wait. It took. I was way too long. No, I was. I, no, I was gonna. I'm going with the long burn here. <laughs> I, I have some logistical questions here. All right, I'm a logistics guy. What you got? Buffalo had trouble getting out of Buffalo yesterday because of the weather. Um, Were they which, flying American too? No, their bus was stuck. Um, that sounds like a bigger problem. But on the other side of Buffalo, so the Bill Stadium is on the north side, uh, closer to the lake, which is where they got hammered. But Buffalo University on the south side just had a light dusting. Yeah, there's literally, if you look at the uh, snow dr- forecast or whatever it is, it's literally one little pill or quarter yeah. size of just hell. It's Lake Snowstorm versus the rest of the city. And logistically, doesn't it make sense for them just to move that to Buffalo University if possible, as opposed to making both teams go to Detroit? First of all, who wants to go to Detroit? There's Nobody a reason ever. why I flew into Chicago and not Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, nobody ever wants to go to Detroit. So I, I would have assumed that would have been a better option. But um, hey, shout out to the guys on you on Unsportsmanlike Conduct for bring, bringing up the difference in the snow. I they, I didn't hear them bring up why not move it to Buffalo University. Only thing I could think of is because it's a dome and it gets you completely out of the elements altogether. But either way, it's still probably a. But you're now ta- you're one hundred percent taking away a home game for the Bills. Yeah, and they already lost in that stadium pretty recently too, I believe. Yeah. So, so I I just think if I'm Buffalo, I would much rather play at Buffalo University. We weren't prepared to travel. Um 
Cleveland's already coming into Buffalo. Unless Cleveland couldn't get into Buffalo and it was easier for Buffalo to get out, I don't see how that's a possibility for you not to have somebody get, come in and but you could still get out. Well, the that part of the, they made they had to make some of these plans and the contingency plans prior to realizing that a street divided six feet of snow and six inches of snow. So it probably was you know better left to just not take it upon chance and having Cleveland. I don't think they would be able to get in. Uh, so, well, let's switch to another um, dumpster fire that's going on in Nebraska basketball, <laughs> World Cup in Qatar, the Nets. <laughs> All really good options. Did World Cup? Did the World Cup decide to not sell beer? Did I read that? No, it's a. There's a contract. Oh, this is the tricky part. There's a contract with Budweiser, um, for through FIFA and all that, and advertising commercials, all of everything that goes. And so they were going to be the only one anyway. So now, based on the um, laws and religion and everything else that goes into it there's questions whether or not they can. Now, most, uh, I shouldn't say most, a lot of um, European stadiums, soccer stadiums, stuff like that, you can't drink in the, in the stands anyway. Um, you can. There's certain concourses, but you can't take it into the game, into the bleachers, all of that stuff. So I don't know if it was a game, in-game thing anyway, but now supposedly not around the stadium. In the, in what do you the, call somebody from Qatar? I was waiting for you to figure that out. You know, like San Diego. A Qatari? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm just putting words That's together. That's a good guess. Thanks. That's Where pretty much how I got through this. my... Qatari 2600. I, w- I was going to stick with the NFL and say there's another dumpster fire uh, with the Commanders. Um, well, Can we just go back to calling I was going to ask somebody about that today. The, the Washington football team or the Commanders? Because I think we should call them the Washington football team. We voted on that last week. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a dumpster fire between getting sued by the Washington Attorney General last week and uh, and was it? I think the no, it wasn't the Titan. It was the Titans' offense coordinator that got popped for a DUI. Yes, uh, Todd Downing. But uh, they caught the Washington Redskins with booze on the airplane. Apparently, you can't do that. Can't drink on the airplanes, from what Goodell said. You can't drink anywhere in the facilities. Um, I'm, does that carry over to the plane, though? Uh, it's, apparently, it's, it, if Goodell's saying so. Um, says the significant discipline will be coming out. Yes, and stop putting stuff on social media. Be adults, have some fun, but stop. I don't think they got caught on social media. This wasn't, well, Heineke's a, I'll I'll bite my tongue there, but um yeah he a got snitch. <laughs> well he is a snitch, um and he's lucky too. But um the yeah I, the offense coordinator got caught. I don't know for the Titans. Yeah, early Friday morning for the DUI. But also they did have the video of Heineke with the bush light in Uh-oh. on the on the on the plane. So but the same thing with uh. Was, didn't Washington or um Andy Minnesota Reece, have that last? Okay, so no. okay. Speaking uh, of Minnesota, what's it, worse though? The beer on the plane or what Kirk Cousins was doing that landed on social media? I respect Kirk Cousins a lot more. So What Kirk Cousins? You see those chains and the those glasses? The dancing and the chains and no shirt. No, and the... I missed that. Thankfully. At first, when I first glanced at that, I thought it was something that Will Compton had done because <laughs> it looked just like that and what he would do, and I was cracking up, and then I'm like, oh, no. 
Well, no, it's not like, cousins not, again. Not Captain Kirk. You had cousins oh. do it, and that was like a, a name brand. And then you had Heineke do it, which was like dollar store version of it. It yeah. was really sad and pathetic. Okay, so back, back to the Eagles drinking fan. in the in the facilities. I I'm not. I I did not know that it carried over to the plane, but as far as the Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator goes. This is the second time in recent memory that an assistant coach has been caught drinking at a team facility, if the plane counts as that. Uh, going back to Andy Reid's son, right before the during the playoffs last year or the year before, um, and his situation was obviously much worse than a DUI. He was in an accident that paralyzed a young child. Uh, I I think that... Tennessee is going to get hammered in this one because not only is it not only is it just replaying what has already happened and we've seen the negative impacts but again it's somebody in a leadership position making this mistake. Well and and something that we brought up because we're a little unclear about what ties as a facility or an or a team facility it says in light of recent events clubs are reminded that league policy prohibits alcoholic beverages including beer in locker rooms practice or office facilities while traveling on team buses uh or planes at any time during preseason regular season or postseason so so it's pretty much if it's got a logo on it that's team property or that's a team facility it so, seems like so here's a question and i your hat when you're on the road you're having meetings at a hotel. Does the hotel count? Oh, I, I feel like that might be a gray area because you're not technically traveling on wheels. So, if, hey, if you're in a hotel, that may be a gray area or something you can get away with because it's not a locker room practice. But you are having team meetings. It is The hotel bar is an office. That's true. Let's be real. I guess it depends on... Uh, so many plays are drawn up on bar napkins. What if they're staying in a hotel Scott that is Frosted on wheels? For four though? years. What if the hotel is on wheels? The world's largest mobile home. <laughs> I mean, it's. Have you guys seen seen the the graphics of the future floating hotel? What? That's supposed to have a water park. What? Yeah, I have not seen this at all, but it sounds incredible. I will find it later today and send it to both of you. So, so since we're talking about downing, um, getting caught with a DUI, uh, looks like four thirty six a.m. Post they bail, la- they landed at like. 231 or 330 or something like that so i guess my question is if goodell is coming down with a in quotation significant discipline do you think that amounts to draft picks no i i don't um i mean if you're going to try and send a a message that's a great way to do it sorry just hitting these guys in the pocketbook no longer i agree i agree with what you're saying I'm just going to go ahead and say something that a lot of people have thought about in the NFL for a long time. Goodell does not have the stones to do it. You have one. It's it's one individual. Obviously, you broke company policy, right? He broke probably team rules. I just don't know if that extends to draft picks. I It could be a sizable fine. Could be a suspension for him. It's obviously a black mark on his on his record and could impact his career. I just don't know because again, it's it's adults and you're policing other adults, which is you know a little bit of a, an issue. 
I don't know if that's if that goes that far. Now I could be completely wrong, but I just don't know if it's. I just crap. don't think monetarily it, it hits you in the same way that it would if you took a draft. Pick. I agree with you. So I'm now I'm going to push back on what I said a little bit and, and give Goodell a little bit of credit, even though I don't I don't I don't know that I really don't think he'll do it. He has had a much the NFL as a whole has had a in the past decade has had a much stiffer policy against alcohol and drug related incidents than, you know, domestic abuse. Oh yeah, those are two completely different things. Yes, <laughs> and domestic abuse has been like slaps on the hand. Like you can argue Deshaun Watson's incident right now is a slap on the hand. Um and you also cannot convince me that the Browns and the NFL are not in cahoots in his punishment, which is why his contract is structured the way it is. Million bucks his first year? Yeah. Crazy how that works. Uh-huh. I think I think he's got a very good agent. That's how I'll put that. He's got a very good oh, agent absolutely. that worked with Roger Goodell and and whoever the Browns ownership is one on one to uh That was a that was a meeting of the minds all three of them figuring out, "Hey, how can we make it look like we're truly punishing this guy?" Hit his pocketbook in a way that's not going to affect him for the rest of his life. Personally, I think it's garbage. If the team, if the, I would, I would also see the team coming out and doing something uh, almost immediately. To it, it's kind of like when when a college football team, because of you know penalties and stuff like that, self reports. Yeah, and so they they do things internally, and it it starts to lessen or decrease what uh, the NCAA gate. is going to do. So if they come out and they say, okay, here's what we've done. And that satisfies a little bit. Now they could still have some other penalties. That's where I think it comes off of a draft pick that that sizable type of yeah. Penalty. I mean, go back to Ohio State to bring up your point. Tattoo Gate, they didn't get to play in the Big Ten championship because of self-imposed sanctions. I don't believe the Big Ten or the NCAA penalized them. They just did all that on their own. Is that does that sound familiar? Uh, ish. Yeah. Uh, I mean. There's certain things the NCAA shouldn't step their foot into or put their nose into, and they've done it continuously. So, yeah, but Tattoo Gate fell under their preview at the time. It's tattoos. It's tattoos. It's not pay drugs. for play. Pay for play. Well, they were doing NIL before it was a big thing. Let's do this. <laughs> or Let's take allowed. A- but anyway, that's just <laughs> yeah. just a simple word. That- uh, it's called yeah. bending of the rules, guys. No, Live on there the edge was no bending. There was straight breaking. Live on the edge a little bit, boys. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll break down Nebraska, Wisconsin here on 1620 The Zone. Toot, toot. Now back to Church of the Corn on 1620 The Zone. Welcome back to the Church of the Corn, brought to you by FCC Trucking and Summit Medical Staffing here on 1620 The Zone. I just got to say, Conrad, whenever I hear this song, uh, Step Brothers instantly pops into my head, and I watched that movie $1,200 a week for vocal lessons, and this is what I get? You don't even look good while you're singing. God, such a good movie. Um, I'm going to save it. <laughs> let's talk Wisconsin, Nebraska, boys. So You know what helps with Nebraska law of pain? What, Drake? What else? I'm not going to say it. Oh, I was really hoping we were going to get that from you. Um, so, and I'm going to ask this question to Munson, too, because I have the same question for him. But Jim Leonard's essentially will be taking over as the next head coach for the Badgers. They still have that interim tag on him, but they've lost a second 
recruit in this upcoming 2023 recruiting class because it seems like of a little bit of instability. Do you think Wisconsin can afford to not rip that tag off him soon, make him the full-time head coach? And doesn't it seem like while Nebraska and Wisconsin are in the same spot with interim head coaches, it seems like they're going two different ways projection-wise? I think with those with the uh, recruits leaving, you've got the situation where the instability from the interim part, but you also had some instability within that when the locker room. So when you have Braylon Allen talking about questioning things and standing up for Paul Christ and and doing all that, now he's and creating poached. Yeah, and he's creating some uncertainty in in what's going on. It's definitely not helping things. Um, I I believe, as you said, he will be the next head coach. I think moving forward. There's the potential that we're going to see a Wisconsin in terms of a style that looks nothing like it has for the last 25 years, and but that could that's not that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying I think Leonard has to put his own stamp on things. They've been running what a former AD of that school wanted them to run, Nebraska North, and they I think they're working to get away from it. I have a hot take here. I am not confident that Jim Leonard is the head coach next season. Really? I Tell us why, Drake. Two reasons. Thank you. It's called a leading question. Very young. Not not a ton of experience in the coaching world. He's only been a D coordinator for a couple of years, and I, I think he's going to be a great head coach when he is a head coach. I think with him making waves in the media, talking about people trying to um, – poach his players actively during the season. I don't know how an athletic director likes that look um, coming from your interim coach whose number one goal right now is to keep the recruiting class together and try and figure out how to win games. Uh, Just like Mickey, this is an active job application, an interview process. I don't know that the AD loves how he's handled it. And to Fitz's point, the offense is going to have to change. And that's one thing that I've been saying about them, Iowa, Illinois, all season is they're going to get left behind in this conference as it evolves. If they don't, I don't under, I don't know how you can have a young coach with very little coaching experience across the board, how you can trust him to hire an offensive coordinator with the experience and the talent to come in and revamp that program. On top of that, while I was in Michigan, I was at a tailgate with Michigan Insiders doing their radio show. There's there's some smoke to this Braylon Allen situation. And if Braylon Allen does ultimately enter the portal when it opens up again and Wisconsin has not removed that interim tag, I think you got to you got to, you know, replace Leonard as the head coach and keep him on as defensive coordinator and maybe associate head coach. Because the most important thing right now is recruiting your own team from within, and you're going to lose your most important player. That's not a good look. Yeah, that was going to be what I brought up is is the recruiting of not only the new players. That's that's great. You need that pipeline, but you need to keep your roster intact. And yes. the number one player on that roster is Braylon Allen. If you if he leaves, oof. well, we've and talked about the that word with... that Leonard used specifically goes to professional sports player tampering. That's not a great look to openly accuse people in the media. There was no smoke about Braylon Allen 
that I saw until Jim Leonard brought it up. Well, no, there was there was this the moment he tweeted out that uh, Braylon Allen tweeted out about Paul Christ and all of that stuff. I think that that's where, it was, where some of that got going. I look at this the same way that we've talked, and and, and Brian Munson mentioned this right away. Uh, other people have talked about it too, just all over the landscape with media and Husker football. That, for example, a um, an AJ Allen right is a the number one recruit for this next season. He's already on campus. You have to recruit him to stay. There are certain guys like that. That's hopefully, I, I guess hopefully, but I'm, I would presume that's what's going on in in Wisconsin as well. But they have to. Now, to the other point, and maybe to kind of put a bow on this, and I know we want to get to, to a little bit more with the game, Don't after everything you said, doesn't that make you want them to hire Jim Leonard? Oh, absolutely. And just I just I don't think they do, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll this back into Nebraska, and then we can dive into the game. Part of the reason I think Mickey has struggled so much as interim as far as things on the field is because he went from being – a subordinate to Mark Whipple to being his boss and Whipple has 20 plus years experience coaching and is always going to do it his way. I can't imagine going from a subordinate to then immediately being somebody's boss. I can't imagine being 39 and going to try and hire a 45 or 50 plus year old coach with experience and that I need to come revamp a side of the ball that I have no experience in. Um, Jim Leonard, because of his lack of experience as a coach, in my opinion, I got to make that very clear, my opinion, doesn't even know what he's looking for in an offensive coordinator to restart this rebuild. Uh, Well, speaking of Wisconsin, so they are coming into the game with a top 30 defense in the country. They do have another stalwart on that edge rusher spot at uh, Nate Herbig, who's Got 11 sacks on the year already. Um, nobody else on that roster above three, but they do have quite, you know a, a good number of guys who have at least one sack. Do you think that Nebraska can, and that offensive line, can do what they did to Mike Morris last week from Michigan and stop him from completely wrecking the game this week? Bushini. Bushini. I love you, Conrad. <laughs> I was still waiting for that to just drop somewhere. Is there a single guy that can slow him down on our team? I have not seen it. If there is, no. But can you scheme it? Can you scheme it? Yes. Do I? I You did it with Morris last week. Do I? Do I trust Whipple to scheme it? Absolutely not. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is we had one of the top defensive linemen in the country last week. He was nowhere to be found until the fourth quarter. He was pretty silent, but with a third string quarterback. I'm I'm going to push back on that and say part of the reason that and I don't know that he was silent he just didn't make plays he he didn't make your splash plays that you expect out of him weekly but that's because both of those quarterbacks were diving out of the pocket on the snap and didn't let a po- and that wasn't by design I go back to the the first start for Chuba Purdy and you hear it from the sideline reporter he plays scared and you can see it on the field when he gets the ball, he's immediately rolling out of the pocket when there's no design rollout. And I just, I, I think it was less of an indict. It was less of a good job by our protection in our scheme as much as it was, 
our quarterbacks were immediately just running away from him because they didn't trust the line. Yeah, I I mean, he's a guy, like I said, he, he's going to be in the NFL next year. He'll, he'll probably be a top three-round pick just because of his skill set and what he's able to do. You got to do something to literally put these guys in your game plan and say, this is a guy we got to neutralize. I, I just don't think we've got one guy on the line that can do it. But if you're able to run at the guy, if you're able to go directly at him, usually takes those guys out of the game plan just because they're used to the backside pursuit. The one thing I will say that I've seen Whipple do as far as scheming protection pretty well, and it helps when you have Casey Thompson back there who's back today by all accounts, is he did do a good job earlier in the season, except for Rutgers for whatever reason, using a tight end or a running back to chip that great edge rusher, and then they leak out for a pass, but he's only done it with, with Casey Thompson. Well, good thing um, is we got Casey this week. So may, maybe they do it. Um, I just – Whipple's been so stubborn in the plays he calls and how he wants things to function that I just – I don't trust him to get it done. Understandable. Well, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here because when we return here on Church of the Corn, we've got a special caller, uh, Dan Lust, the sports attorney calling in. Uh, so we'll get to talk with him about his time in Nebraska so far when we return. Here on 1620 The Zone. You're listening to Church of the Corn on 1620 The Zone. Welcome back to the Church of the Corn, brought to you by Summit Medical Staffing, as well as FCC Trucking. We're going to get Dan Lust on here in just a few minutes, um, giving him a call right now. One thing we didn't go over last segment, and I, we're not going to save this for the end of the show, what's what's you guys' score predictions today? Fitz, ne- let's start with you. Nebraska, 24. Wisconsin, 16. 24-16. What you got, Drake? I got 21-17 Wisconsin. 21-17 Wisconsin. I get it. I think it's going to be a real ugly game. I'm going to go 14-10 Nebraska. I think Nebraska comes out and they look like they did against Minnesota early because they're going to have scripted plays that they're going to march down the field. Yeah, I I think – do you think Thompson coming back today is going to make – I mean, it's obviously going to make a major impact today. Palmer. That's that's kind of what I was getting at. Do you think we see a lot more Palmer uh, today? Now, granted, that Wisconsin defense is always very good. That is what it is. But do you think we see Palmer break free for a couple today? No. He's going to have a chance. I mean, that's the difference right there. You, you're going to run those routes now with the opportunity to have that. No matter what, and it's just it's been it, he's been in a funk. It's he's got to catch he's got to catch what's coming to him no matter what, wherever that is on the field. We got to clean that up. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. At best, he gets one big play. So I got a question for you guys, and I want you to pick between two players. Who do you think has a bigger game? I got Dan on the line. Oh, okay. Well, let's. That's incredible, Conrad. <laughs> Dan Lust, how are you doing? Uh, I'm here. 
I'm uh, a little cold, but I'm here. I'm alive. So you, you, you tweeted that you may or may not have f- up to five layers on to watch the game. Are you are you currently tailgating outside, enjoying the elements, uh, among some other things? We are uh, in route. Uh, I'm with my, my guy, Tom, from Fort Oregon, and, and pledge that you guys brought me down here. Tom told me I made a rookie move by putting on the five layers in the car that my body's going to get used to it, and I'm going to... Going to regret this very shortly. Yeah, the moment we're in, we're in route. The moment you start sweating and then you step out in it, you might be you might be done. So just don't. No one tells me this. They just told me to put layers on. They didn't tell me when to put the layers on. Dan, it's not like you're coming from somewhere that's just tropical weather. Um, listen, I know New York cold. I was warned, and maybe maybe some misinformation. I went down some dark holes on YouTube, and I put down I put on five layers in the morning. I'm prepared. Oh, Dan, we should have got we should have just got you a heated vest and heated socks and you would have been fine. You turn it off and on as you need. Oh, no one told me that existed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh what's been what's been happening uh in your in your world over uh this uh some of unforgettable Husker football season? Anything exciting? Um, well, I just met Jen, an Uber driver who I think will uh take claim uh take the, the throne away from Zach over there. I know he's the Nebraska's Uber driver, but I'm told there's a lot of Uber drivers in Nebraska. I didn't know that either. No, there's only there's one. That's, that's not there's true. only one. They're lying. Ubers are so hard to get in this city. <laughs> and we overcharge. It's, uh, it's I, I'm a, always a surcharge. Gas prices. gas prices are much lower in Nebraska. I'm learning a lot of things between Nebraska and New York here. So, Dan, are you going to get a vacation home here? For, is this where you're going to winter? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> He's got a summer. Area. We're trending there. We're we're trending there. I mean, I can't can't rule it out. I mean, I'm having a blast. I am literally a kid in a cornfield candy store. Can you? Uh, what were you? Uh, I know you were down at uh, in Lincoln uh, with the with the law school doing some things yesterday. What was that all about? Uh, so um, I guess you asked me this time earlier what, what we were doing in my in my little fun world. Obviously, college sports with the NIL stuff is really kind of. You know, we'll say blowing up in good ways, some good, some bad. Um, so we were talking a little bit about the NCAA's recent guidance they issued and, you know, the lack of the NCAA's role, where, you know, where different schools are going, how some are pushing the envelope and some are not. But, you know, spoke to, and hopefully this is not blasphemous, but spoke to students from Nebraska law and Creighton law. We, we like law students from both schools. We can, can I can try to mend the fences here. No. I was explaining how to, there are jobs in the industry. There's a lot of fun stuff to study. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a really fun space. And college sports is obviously bringing the world together in a very divisive time and all, all things considered, but we can all bond over college sports and, and how much we hate the NCAA. Hey, Dan, just for the record, as a J-Skirt, that, that makes me happy. But uh, question, I, I reached out to you. I tagged you in a tweet a few weeks ago about somebody running on the field, getting leveled by a player, and then filing charges against said player for <laughs> assault. Can you talk a little bit about that and explain why Finch should not be trying that because of everything that entails and why that's a bad lawsuit? Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's funny. It's happening. It's happening a lot recently. Like we have these people follow like Devonte Adams, push that photographer, you know, Devonte Adams, wide receiver on the, Raiders is getting sued. Uh, Bobby Wagner was that linebacker on the Rams that knocked that fan over. And he's, you know, I think there was a police report filed against him. I'm not sure if he got sued yet. Um, 
it's been happening a lot recently. And this, this, this fun doctrine, which uh, I know, I know you guys know because you guys follow me online, but uh, is this concept of like the assumption of the risk. Like if you run out on a football field, we all know what's going to happen, right? You're going to get trucked by someone. It's either it's the security guard or a linebacker or somebody else, but you're going to get hit. Uh, it could be a baseball field, it could be a football field. Doesn't really happen in basketball that often, but I think you would expect it to happen in basketball as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you subscribe to some level of conduct. It doesn't really, at least from my vantage point, it doesn't matter who's going to be hitting you. If it's going to be the security guard, cop, uh, or a player or a ref, you know you're going to get hit. So I think that lawsuit, uh, fancy law term here, guys, DOA, that on arrival. I don't I don't think those lawsuits go anywhere. Dan, kind of building off of that, I we haven't seen it flipped around the other way, but theoretically, if a security guard got hurt because of a fan running on the field, is that fan potentially liable for that injury? Or is the security think, guard also assuming risk? Well, if you come in like the Tasmanian devil and you're like spinning around like a tornado and throwing fists and you punch somebody, um, yeah, you're going to face some liability, whether you're doing it as an intruder on the field or if you do it in the bar. Or you do it at the tailgate, which uh, some of my friends that might be engaging in in the next uh, hour or so. But uh, yeah, there's always liability if you, if you throw hands on someone outside of like some form of combat or some form of like you know consensual fight, like a hockey rink or something like that. Yeah, certainly you could take that ability. Dan, I got a question for you. Have you gotten a chance to eat any good steaks since you've been here, or were you going anywhere in good to eat in Lincoln today? Uh, I, I might be getting uh, some. Uh, Secret place that starts with an R. It's undisclosed. Five letter word. Uh, can I say it on the air? Are you, are you one of your sponsors? No, go ahead. Swing away. Uh, this, this segment is not sponsored by Runza, but I'm certainly getting one. Uh, I was I was thinking steak, and so I'm going through all <laughs> yeah. these steak places in my head. Like five letters starts with an R, and then I was like the rail. Well, that's you're not going to get. Well, I'm not even going to go there if either. If you like cabbage yeah. hot pockets, you might get then something you, you from will the rail. Love Runza. Dan needs to come to Omaha and hit the Drover, though. Oh, I yeah. was just going to recommend Drover. It's the best steakhouse here. Um, we we uh, we can't think, guys. I, you don't even know what I did. I woke up yesterday at 2 a.m. in New York, and I flew on a connecting flight through Detroit to get to Omaha to speak at the. We made it just by the skin of our teeth, but uh, it was a long day yesterday. So I wanted to make sure I had enough energy. I didn't go full out night in the town, but I wanted to make sure I had enough energy for the tailgate, the game, to freeze my you-know-what off. But uh, I'm here. I'm here in the flash. We made it. Well, and speaking of the tailgate, so as you guys are all standing around, there's going to be others. The conversation is, is probably going to uh, start to go towards the head coaching search for Nebraska. Do you have... A someone in mind that you would like to see, or have you given it much thought on on the direction that that might or should go? In your opinion, you know that I have, and I have to tell you something. Give one more shout out to my friend uh, uh, Justin over at, U- at University of Nebraska. He uh, he hooked me up with a, a ticket to the Chancellor's tailgate, so I'm going to be hobnobbing with some of Nebraska's finest, maybe some uh, you know people that are worrying about the same exact question. Um, I, I listen. I don't want to get yelled at by your by your listeners, but I, but I will say, uh, out of this, I I think that the Urban Meyer call seems to be uh, speaking of assumption of the risk. The guy really just didn't want to coach at a very high profile position at the Jaguars. Uh, obviously, an incredibly successful coach, national championship winning coach in the Big Ten. Uh, so you, you could do a lot worse on paper, but uh, that was that was Urban Meyer five ten years ago. Uh, not the same guy. So. That's the only one I, I could say that I, I would feel very weird if he became the coach. I have no problem with that rule. I have no problem uh, letting you know, Mickey keep the job. Um, but 
there seems to be a lot of people that want urban, and I, I, I really hope that's a joke. I really hope people are just trolling. I, I cannot see that going well. Dan, I, I know you're you're pretty new to the Nebraska fandom, but are you a run the damn ball guy, or do you like to see it get getting aired out? Uh, listen, whatever wins. If you want to bring back Eric Grouch and win the triple option, I'm good with that. We're just going to win some games here. All right, that's what we like to hear. Hey, Dan, we got to run and pay some bills, but we appreciate you coming on. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the tailgate, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Okay, if anyone's at the game, come find me. Let's let's uh, let's have some fun. Thanks, boys. Enjoy, Dan. All right, that is the sports attorney that adopted us, or we adopted him, depending on how you want to put that, back in 2020. Um, his story is just interesting with, with how it all came to be. and um, That's kind of a beautiful part of what social media can be, is that interaction that kind of came out of nowhere when everything was going on with the Big Ten and COVID and everything, and he just kind of jumps in. And, and the fact that you and I have him on retainer and, and Drake's <laughs> left out in the cold, I mean, it's 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 special. I legit. We should have asked him this. I I almost really want to ask him. Like, is he ac- actively practicing law? Because every time I tag him in a tweet, there's a response within 20 minutes. Well, that's like saying, "Am I actually working?" If you tag me in a tweet, I get back to you in like five minutes. So, <laughs> I, I had to turn off <laughs> notifications Dan, a couple months Zach ago. Yeah, <laughs> I I think Dan is elevated to like social media influencer attorney he doesn't have to practice law anymore he gets paid the same to influence i still feel like he does actively no he definitely does uh, it was a joke okay i was just say i'm pretty sure he's actively practicing drake <laughs> i mean he's a lawyer and everything but i think he's uh, still doing it yeah no the, it was and a it's, joke. It's, it's kind of cool because he's actually got a, a pretty big podcast too yeah. with with another lawyer and i think his own firm uh, yeah well i I'm going to go back and check his Twitter bio after this, but I think he's also a law professor up in New York City. Yeah, I think he does a little bit of everything where he's not only doing yeah. law, but he's actually teaching the next right. generation, which I think is a cool tie. If you know, if UNL can get him to come on maybe an annual basis or so, be a nice kind of cool little tie-in. But um, we're going to take another quick break here. When we return, we're going to talk about some X-Factor players in the game today. It's Church of the Corn with Zach, Alex, and Fitz on 1620 The Zone. Welcome back to the Church of the Corn here on 1620 The Zone, brought to you by FCC Trucking and Summit Medical Staffing. I know I said we were going to come back and do X-Factor players. Audible. Audible. We're going to do a little bias. Omaha. 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 God, I hate you both so much. <laughs> We're going to do buy and sell. You know, you, you get proud of yourselves. Give yourselves a little knuckle bump over there. We're going to shave your head. Do it. And make you walk backwards and figure out who can tell the difference. I hate you all so much. Anyway, we're going to do a little buy and sell here. I got a few questions. And the first one I picked specifically so I could crap on this movie on the air. Christmas movie is the most overrated. A Christmas Carol? A, Christmas, a story. Christmas story is the most overrated Christmas movie of all time. Bye. 100% bye. Go ahead, Fitz. Tell us about your childhood and how much you love Christmas story. You got to shoot your eye out with so, that thing? It's just, it's a classic. It's not. It's a classic. It can be a classic and still be overrated. It's about a movie where a stupid kid looks at the weapons and overrated and, the and it's a classic. But it's it's not the most overrated. What's the most overrated Christmas movie? Say the wrong thing, and you'll you'll find out what happens. 
I'm not going to say Die Hard, so let's just... Good choice. Good we're, choice there. We're not doing that. Good call, Fitz. Because it's the most underrated, because people still don't believe it's a Christmas movie. It, well, And so, uh, Die Hard and Lethal Weapon, I guess those would be in the same category. It's, it's good Christmas movies, I would say. Is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? There's a Christmas uh, tree in it. Okay. So it's good not, for not me. in the original right. one. They go, I thought it was there's a the scene original. in a Christmas tree oh, okay. lot. They're in a Christmas tree lot. That's all you got to do is mm-hmm. you just got to say oh, the word yeah, Christmas. Oh, yeah, that is the original one. Yeah, it is I was going to say, I thought there was a Christmas yeah. tree in it. Okay, so good. We're all on the right side of history except Fitz here. Um, question number two. The Bills and the Chiefs are the top two teams in the AFC. Bye. So. I'm going to go bye right now, but not much. I, I don't know what – I don't know how the Bills are going to – that's my concern. I'm I'm wondering if they're they're trending down a little bit. They've But it's right now. Who's better than them right now? That's a good question. That's a good, I'll good I'll point. buy it, but not by much. I, I, I'm wondering about how Josh Allen's elbow holds up over the season. That UCL could could get him. That's just what Bryce Harper underwent surgery for this uh about a week ago or so. Um next question. Vikings are the best team in the NFC. Sell. One hundred percent sell. Sell, but they're still above the Eagles. They're not because they lost to them. So who's above both of them? Uh, I don't know, but I just needed to make sure that there's people above the Eagles. Just they're, to... they're not fits. We're talking about football, not soccer here. Okay. I mean, the Eagles did just get dominated by the Commanders, but and they dominated the Vikings in week two. So week two is a long not where time we're at ago. Now. Don't matter. That's still almost happened. that's almost like considered a classic game. Does it matter now? What well, happened the season, boys? <laughs> ESPN Instant Classic. All right, what else you got? The eventual Heisman winner will be one of the favorites that was picked before the season. Stroud, Young, or the field? Field. Field. Because it, it, it would right now, my money would be between Young and the field, though. I don't know if Stroud has maintained the level, but he's also lost some running backs. He's lost some receivers. What about May down at North Carolina with what he's not going to win it? Not, and I was going to say. It is a travesty that he won't win it because most voters are not watching North Carolina play. I thought you were going to say because you guys share the same name. No. What about... I'm Drake before Degrassi and UNC. <laughs> is there a running back that can even be in the conversation? Corum. Corum, yeah. Corum is my front runner right now. What about uh, uh, Bijan from Texas? I like, he... I like Bijan. I just don't think he's going to have the... Bijan, excuse me. I don't think he's going to have the um, team record at the end of the year because the Heisman's turned into a team a team accomplishment at this it, point. It's become the best player on one of the top Along Exactly. And... If you're a playoff team mm-hmm. and you're, if you've got ex, you know great stats, great. The last one that I could think that deserved it that wasn't on a playoff team was probably Lamar Jackson. Does but he had already won one too. He, he did, but it was and kind of a weird too. situation. Does Palmer's game against Purdue at least get him on the ballot? No, nope. no, not not even top thirty. That was a joke. I, I know it was. You know who else I think can make a dark horse case, depending on how the next three games go, if they make it to the Big Ten championship. Marvin Harrison Jr. Did you see that catch? Yes, like, I did. Oh my god, I've never seen someone's body contort like that. To where your inside foot touches down and your outside foot is in the air still? I will say, I don't know that it's the same case for the NFL, but I feel like in college football right now, we are in the golden age of wide receivers. Yeah, the last... I was watching some Reggie Wayne highlights this week for his birthday. The things that he did regularly, him and Moss, like 
and Reggie Wayne's not even talked about as like one of the top three greatest. I think the NFL has far more athleticism at the position, but I think Could, previous generations had just the golden age. I say, doesn't it seem like it's been like the last like five years previous, and then probably the next five years, like this decade span, will the skill set and the body types have just blown up completely. Yeah. The one that like guys like Reggie Wayne, Randy Moss, things that th- Chris Carter, Jerry Rice. I think I give them a little bit more credence because there wasn't targeting calls. So defenders were willing to just murder them. Um, and receivers can go up a little bit more confident today. I've got uh, some breaking news from our sports and information department. Uh, Dan is still practicing law and he runs the sports law division at his firm. So he has taken he's taken this passion almost as a passion project and turned it into this career, which is is really cool. I do have a buy sell, if may if I may, sir. Okay. Buy or sell white Nike monarchs. <laughs> sell. sell. Hard sell. Well, for you buy because you're a dad and you use them. Are they to completely grill. white or do you got blue? There's a little bit of blue and, and you know in a red swoosh. You're where you're mowing the lawn in them, aren't you? Hundred percent. You got to buy. If you have a lawn. They're built for comfort and speed. You motorboater. Motorboat and son of a gun. Is that your, that's a good buy and sell. I actually really like that one. I think, I think I'll, I'll be doing the white new balances. Okay. Well, you got to go one or the other. You go Nikes. Team new balance or, new or team balance. Nike? Well, I'm team Nike all day, but the Nikes I wear are, are like collectors, not Air Monarchs, and I can't just I can't throw them into the collection. No, but you do it once you a throw week them when you're going to put the get behind the uh, mower. All as right. I sit here, my retro Jordan ones. That's what I was going to say. I might steal those after the show. Um, you're going to be swimming in them. <laughs> had those when I was playing fourth grade basketball. Just going to put that out there for you. I believe it. You're that old. <laughs> Damn. All right. Also, you didn't have them in fourth grade. Next question for buy or sell. Nebraska lands a big fish in the coaching search. Sell. Buy. Because we're getting Mike Leach. <laughs> Fitz, what, what do you got? I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy that. Buy Mike Leach? I agree. No, no, not not Mike Leach. I, I think so this is God, I hope that quantify happens. What a big what is a big fish? So give me the parameters of a big fish hire for Nebraska. One on of the top five November names that 19th. came out when we originally started the search. I'll give you some parameters. It's a coach that's currently coaching at a power five job or with Urban a, Meyer. With a plus five hundred record that is currently coaching and active. Um and his team is still above uh bowl, bowl proximity. So they're they're bowl eligible this year. Or as Drake said, a coach with a national uh, championship on their background that's currently not coaching. I say I, I'm buying it. I, I truly believe the way that this has been handled has been so good. Everything, for the as far as we could tell, has been kept in-house, under wraps, close to the vest. And I think we're going to be surprised, but pleasantly surprised with the name that comes out. Because... You and I have two wildly different takes then because I think it's been a shit That's show. That's what sports radio is all about. I know. I'm Bring glad. it. I'm glad we finally disagree on something. I think it's been a shit show. My man. My man. Why yeah. does the 
not letting information out, why does not letting information out make it so that it's not been run well? Like, I think the less people know is a be- is a good thing. I'll give you that, but the fact that there has been no leaks at all means to me that we're not in in quality conversations with any of our top targets, and we're quickly downtrending to a Steve Peterson esque bot- debacle. Since we're on the topic, I sell that right there. I sell that. I think the better it's, you've got a search firm that's doing probably doing their job, but I, I also think you have. Maybe it's maybe it's a turning of the guard and how some of this is done. And the point though is, there's some leaks, but it's 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 rumors, right? And that goes for other that goes for other universities as well. I just think that you have all of this news. So let me take it a step further. What is the first school? Is Nebraska the first school to announce? And then do the dominoes start to fall, or is there going to be a school? that has a feeling of when the timing is going to be for Nebraska. That's why I think this surprise part of it's kind of cool because we could find something out tomorrow. They could have a press conference on, on Monday, and then nobody's going to know. But part of that, for me, the positive is that they got in before anybody else, minus Wisconsin, who seems to have uh, Leonard in their, in their sights. I think Auburn's the first one to announce. I'll go. It's, it's got to be Nebraska or Auburn. I think those are the two, I'll say, marquee jobs right now. Um, that are open, so I think those dominoes need to fall before the rest of them fall into place. Is your guy going to Auburn? No, my yes. guy's coming here. No, he's not. He ain't going to. He ain't going to Auburn. I don't know why you take that lateral move. And, and that's kind of where Ole I... Miss is a lateral. Auburn and Ole Miss are a lateral move right now. I would take. I would take I Ole Miss outside over. of NIL. There, it's a lateral move. I take I Auburn. I take Ole Miss over Auburn right now. That opportunity. One last not. question for you guys: Is Blake Corum the best running back in the country? Not today. It's going to be Anthony Grant. No, just by ourselves. Is he the best running back in the yes, country? Yes, I, I know. I'm going to buy he's, that, too. He's good. And, and his overall career arc is, is pretty good He had more rushing yards well. than we had total offense last week. I got to give it to him. I'm he's, buying. He's pretty good. All right, we're going to take another quick break here. When we return, we are getting to our coaches' conclave here on 1620 The Zone. What do you call that thing where they pick the new pope? Are you talking about a conclave? Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today for this week's edition of Coaches Conclave. Coaches Conclave. Coaches Conclave. Coaches Conclave. Welcome back to the Church of the Corn here on 1620 The Zone, brought to you by Summit Medical Staffing as well as FCC Trucking. Uh, let's get into the Coaches Conclave. If you want to join in conversation, give us a call 402-951-1620. You know, I was going to ask you guys a question. Um, I don't think I'm going to now because I was going to ask, how's the coaching search going in you guys' minds from Trev's point of view? So I'm not going to ask that question, um, but I will bump to the next part of the question. (laughs) Give me your top four coaches and in what order are they? We won't even go round robin here. We'll just let you go. Drop drop your four and we'll go. Dylan. (laughs) Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Start, Fitz. You go first. All right, I'm going to go Gundy, Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, Dave Aranda. And that's your four. I'm a man. I'm 40. So your Aranda's your one, huh? 
No, he's my four. I went one to four. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I, I was confused. I, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think you're that high on Aranda, but no. unless something really changed. I, and the reason for all four, I, I do like all four, but more importantly, each one of them will make a, make very specific people angry, and I love that about them, too. Well, it, and it seems like every guy you've picked has a and also a track record of running their own program, doing it to a, a reasonably high successful level. Um, and the job that they're taking over, as Mickey said, you better be prepared to work. This is a rebuild. I mean, Nebraska's never had a rebuild. Never. Ever, ever, ever. Should have, though. That's the point. Should have. But About eight years ago. Literally what they did was they walked into a smoke-filled house that hasn't been open since the 70s and seen that there was smoke-stained walls that were yellow and just put a little bit of paint over there and didn't really cover it all up. But the foundation's been broke from the beginning. The roof's been, Everything's been broken. We just never remodeled the house. So at this point in time... We're buying it in Regency, burning it down to the ground, paying for the lot, and then rebuilding the from the ground up. Is that yeah. where we need to be? Yeah, no you more, got some good wood, but no more duct taping the muffler back to the car. Yeah, there, I mean, there's 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 a lot of pieces on the roster, but there is a lot of glaring weaknesses. And the unfortunately, the biggest spots where you've got the glaring weaknesses are on the biggest guys on the field. So who are the four coaches that you want to lead the Nebraska rebuild, Zach? Um, I'll start with number four. I've got Mike Stoops. Um, I think with the way that Kentucky season has gone, Mike Stoops is more on the table now than ever. That's Mark. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Mark. Mark. I was confusing, too. Mike's I know one's a defensive brother. coordinator. Yeah. Um, but I'd take him, too. I mean, at this point, yeah. Um, I, I really like what he's done down at, at Kentucky. Um, I think between him and Calipari, there's going to be that constant jostling of power. I think that AD better be um, very on pins and needles with, with the way that he handles the situation. I like Stoops. I like what he's done down there. I think him, he could possibly even bring maybe a Vince Morrow back to Nebraska, who's Cut his chops very well down recruiting the cell. So I like Stoops as my four. Aranda, I've been high on Aranda all year. Um, I, I really like what he's done. A, a, a Big Ten guy previously playing defense or being defense coordinator here uh, at Wisconsin for a couple years. LSU, highest paid defense coordinator in the country. Um, and you see what he's done down at Baylor. A lot of good things. Gundy's my two. The crazy cowboy down there. I love the mullet. Um, Mullet's gone, though. Yeah, but he can grow it back. Yeah, and that thing is slick black still. And like Fitz and I said, we could just remodel Herbie Husker after him. I, I would actually be on board with that. That's o- that's okay with me. Give Throw Herbie that a, give, on the helmet. Give Herbie a haircut. <laughs> as long as we get rid of Little Red, I'm good. It, it, I don't I care what else. I still we do. have him trapped in that Pepsi bottle in my basement. <laughs> if you can get rid of that Pepsi bottle, I think maybe we'd start winning again. Um, Gundy, you know, all the Big Twelve coaches have had kind of a rough year outside of Sonny Dykes, but I like what Gundy's done down there at Oklahoma Oklahoma State for a, a sustained amount of time. My number one, we all know who it is, it's Lane Kiffin. Oh, I surprise, right? Surprise, yeah. I, I have not been vocal about this one at all. No, um, not even a little bit. <laughs> I, I like what he's done. Um, he's a guy that screwed up at Tennessee at, at, at a high level with the Raiders, USC, Tennessee. Um, then he goes to the school for Nick Saban for coaches who can't coach good. Look what he's done now. He's got Ole Miss back to a national relevant position. They, they've been there a few times, but man, he's really got that pro- program running well down there. Is he the only coach that has gone to the Saban School of Coaching that actively, coaches who don't coach good? Yeah. Who actively made Saban 
angry before the end of the season. I feel like he's the only coordinator who accepted a job before the title game and then wasn't allowed to coach in the title. I don't know that it. nobody's accepted prior to the title game. He was the only one who, I, I'm going to say, dumb enough to do it and then wasn't allowed to coach in that title game. I'll say ballsy enough to do it because I think the entire time that uh, Kiffin was down there in Tuscaloosa with Saban, it seemed like he was constantly poking the bear down there, but by poking the bear – it got Alabama to revolutionize that offense from the three yards in a cloud of dust to the spread offense that we're seeing nowadays. So I guess Nick Saban can thank Lane Kiffin for that. Fitch, you want to go ahead? Give me your four. Uh, my number four is uh, Chris Kleiman from Kansas State. Uh, there's a... That's terrible. <laughs> he, he's a, Sorry, he's a, he's... I've been waiting to use that. <laughs> I, I love Chris Kleiman. I would put him over Aranda if I just didn't want to make some people mad. Or get a drop like that. There is a, there's a workmanlike attitude to him. Um, there's, you know, his his time at North Dakota State, what he values. But he's for me, he's very similar to two other guys on in my list as well in terms of the the mindset of start with your lines, play hard nosed football, and then you know good things are going to come from that. So. Kind of in that same vein, then um, I've got two, and I could I could call them two A, two B, um, Aranda and and Rule. I have, you know, and I've I've said this before. I'm not I'm I'm not shy about it. The the sheer time spent looking into these is part of the joy. Was well, it say you've really kind of warmed on Rule, especially I, within the last what week or two? After couple couple weeks, you know, you start, and that's the thing. You we look at recency bias right you oh nfl some people are not built for the nfl we see that two I mean, different nick, games yeah nick saban went and just didn't either his heart wasn't in it the mindset wasn't in it just trying to do things maybe his way doesn't fit that 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 style that that mentality um to sit whatever you want to say so but you you look at what he has put into place it, it, his stops baylor um temple temple wasn't a rebuild but he took them to to new heights. Um, his track record of getting guys into the league, um, how he talks about the program, and not and, and every coach, Mickey Joseph talks about family members, and, and it's a family, and these are your kids and stuff like that, but just the way Rule goes in and talks about that, you talk about recruiting. Um, I, I got a, I just a little kickback for you on the recruiting front. It's, you know, he picked Baylor over Oregon, back in 2017, I believe, and mentioned proximity to recruits being a big reason why. Now, coming off the seasons, I believe Oregon was 4-8 and eight and uh, Baylor was 7-6 and six going into when he would be taking over. Do you think that being located in the Midwest and being five hours away from Texas or what have you is a detriment to him coming into Nebraska or would be a detriment for him? I don't think so. I think, he, and I'm just wondering if he just for that for those two schools particularly, he there was a, a way to to mine the the land of Texas for those recruits, California, Louisiana, stuff like that. Where Oregon, you are competing for some of those same players: Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, USC, things like that. So the that one's a little bit different. But that's where I I think someone who and all of these guys have now experienced and running programs, but with what he and the types of coaches that he puts around him, right? He There was a quote 
uh, for one of the articles from a while ago that when he talked, when I believe he was still at Baylor, and he talked about understanding the why, understanding why you're coaching. And part of all of that went into the only way you, you can answer that why and get to it is the people you have around you. So for me, if it was Rule or Randa or any of these guys, that recruiting part of it, if you keep Mickey Joseph, changes dramatically. That's a game changer right there. So um, that's why I, but I have, you are right though. I have come around on rule. His line, he's, he's coached defensive line. He's coached offensive line. Um, he's, he's done some things with strength and conditioning, uh, practice regimen, stuff like that, that I think would behoove Nebraska to get, to get back to it. Aranda is the other side. Um, I really do think kind of Aranda and rule are, are very similar. Um, not, you know, the Baylor part of side of it, but I just think they're very similar. We've talked about him at length, but my number one is Lane Kiffin. I I think that would be fun. I think it would be, we talked before in your buy-sell segment of a splash hire and something to excite the fan base. There's going to be a a, a portion of the fans that that aren't going to get it, that aren't going to buy it. It's because they're old. And there you go. So (laughs) I just think having the... Old people don't get things. If if Trev had the if it, if vetted out and he had the stones and everything worked and you give Lane the 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 checkbook to get the assistance and the coordinators that he wants, I think it could be it could be fruitful. You got to pay for stakes for Juice too. Juice needs all the stakes. Uh, bonus round. I'd like to throw Hugh Freeze into the mix of somebody I'd love to see here. I've been very vocal about that. What he's done at Liberty has been impressive. Doesn't he seem like a lifer at Liberty now? It just seems like he doesn't. He's not in any hurry to go anywhere at this point. Because why would you? Yeah, and I like Freeze. Just, just yeah. For reference. So the this is the I'm gonna kind of you know backpedal here a little bit, not because All I right, like Eon, it. What you got? But how much of him loving being at Liberty revolves around having an athletic director that kind of got pushed out from his previous job at Baylor. For things that also would have looked or looked past what got Hugh Freeze thrown out at Ole Miss. I mean, if your boss can sympathize with what you've been through to some point, well, I'm just I mean, saying, it makes like, sense, you know. If you're they on they the painted same... the picture that Hugh Freeze has cleaned up his act. I believe he has, but if he hasn't, is he being protected by an athletic director that also protected Art Bryles? Maybe it's always a possibility. You never know with it, but also it could be like uh, down at, at Kansas where you've got Leipold who loves working for his AD. Same thing with uh, but he Illinois. Has not signed his extension and new contract that he's had on his desk for about a month. Same thing with uh, Kiffin down Ole Miss, from what I've heard. So um, th- there's a lot of moving pieces right now, but I, I I will close up with this. Give me a letter grade on Trev's search so far. We're going to finish up with that, then we're going to go to break. Fitz, what you got? Letter grade. B plus. I'm going to say C minus. I will go, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go A minus. And the reason is, is I love how Loctite everything is right now. We're not hearing anything. It's the first time that it seems like every big mouth that's been in the Nebraska department has not known what's going on, and I love it. Can I convince you the fact that it's so Loctite is potentially a bad sign just because that means lack of interest. Because generally, and I would 
and we can end on this if you want, but there's rumors about Arizona State and Mickey Joseph having interest in each other. That lead like and that job's been open less time than Nebraska. Things like that are what give me cause for concern with the Nebraska job is you have people that are currently coaching at other schools. Um, Mickey Joseph is currently in a power position at Nebraska, which I still think is the best open job on the market, having interest in another job, which means to, to me, Mickey's not in the running for the head coaching job. But the fact that there has been no leak, whether by an agent or anybody in the athletic department, to me, shows lack of interest from parties that we are pursuing. What if it's what if the the non-leak, which should be the way that it, it is, is because the name that we are going to get is somebody that is a standing coach and they have a team that is bowl eligible already and they've maybe gotten to the point where there's a ceiling they've hit, whether it's conference, division, something like that, and now they're saying, you know what, let me let me take this on. I can give myself a little bit of a raise. I can be that person that goes and um, brings Nebraska back to relevance in polls, bowl games, not in the national mind, not in football, not in blue bloods, all that stuff, but just brings Nebraska back on the field. And I think there's a, and at that point in time, it could just be a pure mutual respect. Um, you know, there could be NDAs that have been signed. There could be, I mean, all of these things behind the scenes. That's why my only thing for the B plus is, and it not contradictory to what I've just been saying, but the idea that a little bit of news sometimes, a little bit maybe of a of a um, just kind of a timeline, something like that, wouldn't hurt. But I'm 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 for it. I like it. I like it so far. All right, boys. Let's take a quick break here on Church of the Corn. When we return, we're going to do some Thanksgiving talk. We're going to call another audible. So join us back in here in just a couple minutes. Now back to Church of the Corn on sixteen twenty the zone. Welcome back to the Church of the Corn here on 1620 The Zone, brought to you by FCC Trucking and Summit Medical Staffing. So we did a little buy and sell earlier on sports stuff. And we know Thanksgiving's coming up next week. So let's do a little bit of a rapid fire with some Thanksgiving questions. Let's make some people mad today. This is to explain the rules. Yeah, this is Conrad's idea. So yeah, Conrad, go ahead. Oh, terrible. All right. Terrible, Ronnie. Over it. Over, under, favorite, least favorite. You pick an overrated dish, an underrated dish, your favorite dish, and your least favorite dish. I'm already confused, but let's go. Okay. And I so, wrote some questions down, too, so it's okay. We're good. So I don't. I didn't make an intro, but I just have background music because <laughs> I didn't have time to do it this week. So, But maybe next time. Somebody's um, getting fired. Eh, you know, fi- find somebody better. He's got a point. <laughs> They're all... Conrad's go, the Go look out the window. They're already lined up at the door. Fair. Fair. All right. Who doesn't uh, want to come in and sit with this clown show? So I will do the first one to give you guys an idea. Overrated side dish for Thanksgiving is sweet potatoes. Sweet potato casserole, yams, however you have it. It's overrated. We don't need it. Amen, we, Conrad. Amen. We can go without it. Underrated? Dinner rolls. Ooh, those those are, those are versatile. Most, most commonly forgot. Plus, they sop up all of that gravy. Okay. If you forget dinner rolls, don't come to my house. My personal favorite, and this one is this one's difficult because there's three choices. But my personal favorite's got to be stuffing. 
can't I, do I, it. Dude, I love me some Can't stuffing. do it. Give me, give me a whole pot of stuffing, pour some gravy on that thing. We're good. It's not a Def Leppard song? I don't think so. <laughs> pour, pour some, some gravy, gravy on me. me. I feel uh, bad for everybody that had to hear that <laughs> over the radio station. I'm and then least favorite. We just is, lost our three listeners for that. Least favorite is cream corn because it's disgusting. We can we can do without it. Wait, this holiday eat cream does, corn. This holiday does not need cream, cream corn. Cream corn is, is is good. Oh my god, you're old. Wow, this is why you get made fun of here. <laughs> yeah, you deserve that. He, he can't he can't chew. <laughs> He's got brittle it's, teeth. It, it's easy to eat without dentures. Yeah. All right, I guess. All you. right, Fitz, you're up. You're up. Stop pointing. It's your turn. Uh, Drake, I'm passing to every, you. Every time it comes to fits on one of these, it's like, somebody else, somebody else, go. No, you're up. I was going to say, I could start off. It's fine. No, just, we got to make fits do it. I'm laughing. Okay. So, speaking of which, I went to Burt on Thursday. And in the first, I've already seen this show. I saw him in May in Kansas City. In the first 10 minutes, I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe and I oh, had yeah. a headache. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad it's worth it. <laughs> my uh my overrated. I'm gonna go right back with you. Well, no, I'm not though. Is uh, cranberries? That okay? Cranberry. I don't that care. An I, option I don't care whichever cranberry sauce. Cran- when you have the can of cranberries and you see the indentions and the rings around it, and you just cut it. It's just no no go for me. It's yeah. It's it's <laughs> like a really really poor man's Jello. Um, I'm glad I didn't say that. I was going to say that's what poor people eat. But. <laughs> Over uh, underrated would be um, stuffing. You think underrated stuffing? Yeah. Okay. I, it's because it terrible. does not get the love that it deserves. It's no. bad. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, because right. I, and, and maybe but it's got to it's got to be like quality homemade stuffing. Box oh, stuffing yeah. is not underrated. But it's when just you, there. It's underrated because I think there's a lot of people that like with stuffing that's with their yogurt. one time one time of year that they're eating it. You know, give it why not on a different different meal as well? It's not not bad. So, um, least favorite if it's favorite then least favorite. Oh, excuse me. Go by the rules. Overrated, the rules. underrated, well, favorite. Who, who least do you favorite. think you are, the producer? Yes. Someone's I made this game. <laughs> Okay, please tell me what the rules are, please. What do I Overrated, do? underrated, favorite, least favorite. Overrated. Was cranberries, underrated stuffing. Favorite is? My favorite is green bean casserole. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ugh. That's why I pre- the whole statement said oh. my favorite. I don't care what you think, It looks Zach. like boogers. Just a bunch of boogers in a tray. It's disgusting. Normalize year-round the old green one bean doing casserole. A, I'm the old one doing a radio show with a 12-year-old, I guess. Normalize year-round green bean casserole. I'm here for it. Green bean casserole. Um, that way you've got extra gravy on the green bean casserole. You put the gravy on the turkey. You put the gravy on the ham. You just I bet you like potatoes. Gravy. It's uh, again, I can eat it with a straw because I'm old. Obviously. I bet you can. Do you just put your Thanksgiving meal in a blender? That's what we do at my house because I don't have my teeth in. I got some turkey in the blender for you. He probably likes cream turkey too. <laughs> what's 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 left, Conrad? Least favorite. Zach and Drake. That's yeah. That's fair. Uh, Things I didn't. Never mind. All right, uh, my turn. Overrated is going to be yams or cranberries. One of those two. Oh, I did least favorite yams, sweet potatoes. Yeah, 
Um, and Zach and Drake. <laughs> underrated. Are are we only doing sides? Yeah. Okay. Underrated. I I'm gonna. Do you want to do desserts? You want to add in? Oh, well, I, no, I he's got some questions coming. He's got some questions. Bring in a main, but underrated, I think, is going to be mac and cheese. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Nice smoked mac and cheese. Nice. Yeah. Nom nom nom. What are nom, you nom. seven? We're not seventy-seven. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you like stuffing from a box, mac and cheese no, from I a said box. Not stuffing from a box. I know how you guys do Thanksgiving. Apparently, squirrels the main course. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite side. This is not a typical Thanksgiving side, but my fiance's family does lasagna and homemade ravioli. Okay, that's my favorite side. That must be Italian, huh? Oh yeah, I'm not uh, against it. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, it changed my life when I went to that Thanksgiving for the first time. Hey, Italian people know do, how to eat. Do they use ground turkey in the th- in the um, lasagna? No, no, it's it's, it's like a beef, regular lasagna. Yeah, yeah okay. beef lasagna, beef ravioli, sometimes nice. cheese ravioli. Um, so that's my favorite. Least favorite would have to be. I mean, it'd be one of the overrated. It'd, it'd be. It'd be yams or, or cranberries. cranberries. Yeah. Otherwise, everything else I pretty much like. Or I guess you potato salad. It thinks. Yeah. <laughs> what? I have you, you guys, guys have a picnic? I we don't we don't do it, but I've been to Thanksgivings that do. Wow, I've never. Ne- okay, um, I've seen macaroni salad at a Thanksgiving. Never so, potato salad. Like, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen potato salad, but it's not that far off from macaroni salad. We celebrate so. Thanksgiving in July. <laughs> We have potato salad and macaroni salad. Dude, you eat cream corn. I don't ever want to hear a food take from you again. <laughs> Easy. These are both valid points. All right. Let's see. I'm going to go overrated. I consider ham a side dish. Ham is the most overrated side dish. What? Okay. How yeah. is ham a side dish? Because it's not the main course, so it's a side dish. Side because note, it's not main turkey. Co- turkey. Fried, smoked. Smoked. Or... I'm a fried turkey guy. I smoke one every year, so... It's my tradition. I uh, spend about 20 hours That's doing the that. the thing you smoke. Hey, we're on the air. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Underrated. I'm going to go with uh, I'll go with corn. I think corn's pretty versatile. You can do a lot with it. Not cream corn. Regular corn. <laughs> regular kernel corn. And it's got to be crispy. Too. On the cob or? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh. For Zach, definitely. Well, it's because you can't <laughs> chew off the cob, so. Um, it's just scraping it with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's over under what were the called, other two favorite favorite, least favorite favorite uh i gotta go turkey i know it's a that's not a side that's a main i don't care we're doing sides sides only i, I specifically asked that question literally yeah. a minute ago i don't he throws ham as a side i your list is nothing to me stop <laughs> i I'll, okay I'll, I'll go uh i'll go potatoes that's my favorite mashed potatoes mashed potatoes all right and then least um, potato wedges I'll, I'll say we should probably be, uh, I guess, like yams or something like that. I don't like any of that. Can I don't we really... normalize just not doing yams and cranberry Can at we Thanksgiving? Normalize yeah. getting rid of a lot of this crap. Yeah, cream corn. Well, actually, when you if you're making the meal and you're having it at your house or something like that, you can really do whatever you want. I'm only in charge of one thing, and it's the main course. I just do turkeys. I That's see. All I, do. I disagree with that. There is a certain theme that you have to keep it keep within fits. Like I have a friend who's doing friendsgiving today. Hey, me and... too. He smoked 
pork shoulder. It made like 20 pounds of pork shoulder, which fine. Smoked pork is Text delicious. This address. But it is not Thanksgiving themed at all. But it's Wait, delicious. If it's not Thanksgiving it's, you're having. It's Friendsgiving. That's not a valid point. No. <laughs> hey, real quick. Semantics, uh, man. I think we should go around real quick. Best and worst dessert. We got like 30 seconds. Fitz, go ahead. Rapid fire. Best, best worst. Dessert, best worst. Apple crisp. Oh, God. You're so terrible. Worst. Uh, mince meat pie. What? Google it. It's, yeah, that, that is pretty gross. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give that one best me. is chocolate pie um, or, or cheesecake. And then worst is strawberry rhubarb. Oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. I'll go best is banana cream old. pie. It's 2022. Worst People can have any, their own opinion. Any pick that Fitz makes No, they the can't, Fitz. That's, that's <laughs> Conrad, what you got, buddy? Best is banana cream. boy. Yep. Or cheesecake. I'll give them that. If, if there's too. a cheesecake there. Uh, the worst is pumpkin pie. It is literally the worst thing ever created Have you ever on had this like- planet. Like three inches of whipped cream on it because it does doesn't make matter. it surprisingly better. Oh. It doesn't matter. I will take every single pumpkin pie and throw it into the sun. So the fiance and I were out to dinner a couple weeks ago and we Humble got brag. a dessert, uh, pumpkin pie cheesecake. And it was surprisingly one of the best cheesecakes I've ever had because I'm kind of with you on pumpkin pie. Uh, I just, it's mediocre I don't like to me. It's not great, but the pumpkin pie cheesecake was on point. That's fair. I, I, I'm not a fan of pumpkin as a flavor. I think it's a very odd flavor and but you drink the, pumpkin spice lattes like it's your job i do not i, I saw you with you one basic. this morning it's a regular coffee basic black lies. coffee lies a little B-A-S-I-C. bit of whiskey in it s-i-c basic <laughs> let's take a quick break here and when that's we the return... shocker of the show right there that it was spelled correctly go ahead yeah i know well i got it pulled up right in front of me so it's okay we got brian munson from husker online and on three joining us when we return here on church of the corn here on 1620 the zone you're listening to Church of the Corn on 1620 The Zone. Back to the Church of the Corn, brought to you by Summit Medical Staffing and FCC Trucking. We are now joined by Husker Online and On Three's very own Brian Munson to help us get up to date on the world of recruiting. Brian, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing good, guys. What's the weather like there in Omaha, man? It's tropical on 19. <laughs> tropical on 19. It is uh, balmy and 32 here in Wichita as I drive up to the motherland today. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's fabulous weather, and next week it'll be in the 50s, so I guess we'll be able to fill our fingertips again, which will be great. Go play some golf. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to that, although, although we were kind of hoping that when they had the uh, snow in the forecast on Thanksgiving that some of that might happen, but uh, overly, you know, not really trying to put a lot of pain on you guys. We just don't see snow very often down there south of the Red River, so. Well, we're going to be in uh, mid to upper 40s for most of the week, though, so it's it's a lot better than shorts and, uh, shorts and sweatshirt weather. A lot better than what I had to I'm deal with you. at Michigan. Cargo shorts, by the way. Well, 
Well, shorts and shorts and sweatshirts are, are a thing with this family, so uh, you don't have. I mean, you're you're definitely speaking our language right there. I figured I would. Speaking of speaking your it's language, my high school dress code year round. Tell me, yes or no, favorite or not, cream corn. Oh, he's so trying not to offend you. It's good. Oh, yes, Brian, Brian Munson. Brian. Brian Munson is my favorite. I, you know, so here's but here's the thing. You can't just go straight out of the can. I typically like homemade better. Vince has never made usually, it homemade. Yeah, usually, usually then it, it also includes like bacon, so little little can, extra dress, butter, can, and yep. Yeah, you can dress that stuff up really, really, really well. But but typically, I, I'm I'm in. Brian, this is the first thing you've ever said that I'm disappointed in. <laughs> now, now you and I are just going to talk about documentaries and movies that they have no idea about. So, and not- cream corn, <laughs> great. As Zach said, uh, same consistency thing, another, coming out as it went in. Another really good documentary I just watched was the Creedence Clearwater Revival. That was <laughs> fantastic. That was really, really, really good. I had no idea that they were rivaling the Beatles when they were coming up. So, but let's get on with the game and the and football guys. So yeah. I could just talk to you guys about everything. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on with the uh, game today. Um, so Wisconsin, Nebraska, it seems like we're in the same situation. at head coach both have interims right now. Uh, yep. Wisconsin losing a couple of recruits in the last couple of weeks here. Nebraska gaining a couple of recruits. Which situation do you feel a little bit better about Nebraska's or Wisconsin's right now? You know, oddly, I would say Nebraska, um, there's a couple reasons why. Number one, you know, let, Leonard seems to be the, the guy in wait, right? They're, they, they obviously seem to be headed towards not really a, a national coaching search. And this is kind of maybe going to go against my point of saying Nebraska, but Wisconsin's not the school that's going to break the bank open for a coach, right? They're, I, I kind of expect Nebraska to be paying, you know, north of five mil you know, for, for their head coach. And, and simply put, Wisconsin isn't going to do that. They've got, they've got a guy there in Leonard that's, a, that's a, you know, played the game, played there, was an excellent linebacker, great player for them. And they think that they have their, their next kind of coach for the next, you know, like the very Alvarez, the next 20 years or whatever. Um, that being said, I think that there's some limitations. I think there's some limitations with him. I think we've kind of seen it so far this year. I think they've got a great run game, and I think they have this amazing offensive identity around that. But, you know, they've got, they've got Mertz, and, and you really don't know, like, what's going to truly happen with that offense, like when things kind of get going. What is, what is it going to look like? Who's the, who's the quarterback going to be, and what's the kind of, what's the kind of offense they're going to they're gonna run? What's going to fit? It's going to obviously have this, this power run game kind of component with it. But I, I think that you get that because you don't have a, you don't have a coach that you're going to appoint or put in that position. That's got a, got a lot of time, you know, in college football, it's not going to have this amazing network. And I don't think he can put $10 million into his coaching staff. I think you're, I think you're going to have to put this thing together, you know, a little, a little more cheaply, a little bit more, efficiently, I guess is a word that you probably would would be better used or better suited here. I just think that there's going to be more potential with Nebraska, depending on whoever is hired, to bring in a staff that's going to be, you know, a little bit more, 
I would say a, a, maybe a little bit better. And, and, and I think that that's what's gotten my eye about this whole thing. I, I just don't think, I think, I think Wisconsin sees the future. I think they wanted to get there right now. And I think they're going to do it on a, on a dime by comparison to Nebraska. And I think Nebraska obviously is going to bring in a much better possible head coaching candidate and they're going to pay a little bit more for it. And they're going to pay a lot more for the coaching, the, the rest of the assistant staff. It's it's interesting, and I, I think I agree with that, the way the money, kind of follow that money trail a little bit, it, it starts to lead itself towards Nebraska over Wisconsin. So we, we talked a few weeks back, uh, earlier in the season, quite a few visitors uh, slated for various games, um, a lot of unofficials and, and different things like that, but it sounds like the coaching staff is throttling some of those back uh, for the officials this yeah. this week. Um, they they With roughly 50 official visits in their back pocket, they still have a pretty good list uh, this coming weekend with uh, a lot of the local commitment guys. A lot of the important players that we're looking at, linemen on both sides of the ball, um, those are hopefully a lot of the guys that are still going to make it to campus this weekend. Are there any surprise visitors uh, for today that we should be uh, thinking about? Should we expect anybody that we should uh, kind of run out and, and Google a little bit more on? Well, I mean, we put, on a, we put a visitor list out on Thursday, and, you know, I've thought long and hard about that. I, I honestly, I'm not sure. I, I was kind of predicting maybe two or three offers this week, and, and, and it may possibly happen, but, but since I've kind of had this, this window time driving up to Nebraska, I've also been thinking that Nebraska may start to slow down. I mean, they, they made this offer this week to Isaiah McMorris, and I, I think Nebraska fans really need to go out and Google him. Uh, Bellevue West, athlete, um, another 2024 guy. Uh, so you get, you know, you get Benning and you have Hall, and now you have McMorris all there in Omaha. And the interesting thing about McMorris is, is like he's like Caleb Benning in a lot of different ways. He can – play a couple different spots. He could play on either side of the football potential. Um, tremendous athlete. Really, I think, kind of still, still sees himself as like a as like a wide receiver in Nebraska, potentially. But I, I think that he's he's obviously really, really growing in, in popularity. He, he's picked up Penn State and Kansas State since he went to visit Nebraska last time, two weeks ago. Uh, he's not the only 2024 guy that's around the state that, that's kind of picking up this popularity. Carter Nelson, uh, you know, is is picking up a lot of interest as well. He picks up Notre Dame, Kentucky. Uh, you know, he's probably the best, going to be the best eight-man football player to ever come out of the state of Nebraska. I mean, that is just, that's just a fact, I think, at this point. So um, I, I think I would go out and look at Isaiah McMorris because I don't think he's really a household name. You know, when you start talking about Devon Hall, Devon Hall's been on the radar fan, the radar now for Nebraska fans for a couple of years. Keila Benning, he has the name. He's a legacy, tremendous player. Going to be very, very interested to see if he's going to play on Monday too. I mean, coming back from that injury in the state championship. But Isaiah McMorris is a little bit new, I think, to some people, and I think that he is a very, very interesting dude that people need to go out and take a look at. Oh, and you know what? One last thing, I want to make a mention here too. So. You know, as I was putting the list together on Thursday night, there is another legacy that's coming in this weekend, Charlie Wistrom. Charlie Wistrom will be there, 2025 place kicker. She is the daughter of Grant Wistrom, 
um, from Glendale High School in Springfield, Missouri. I had to read that uh, twice when I for daughter. Yeah. I, I had to go back like, wait, she? Yeah, that's crazy. That's so awesome. Cool. That is so cool. First, first unofficial visitor since I've been covering covering recruiting now, going back to like, like would have been the fall of two thousand. Um, first unofficial female you know, unofficial visitor that I can remember. She's probably a D one soccer soccer person, um, but obviously getting this opportunity, it, it's. It was so fantastic. Uh, I was uh, I was thrilled to see something like that uh, and, and put that together. And the stories that are out there about her sounds like an amazing kid. So we saw over the week with uh, on social media, Pop Watson uh, visited Virginia Tech. You know, it's there's mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a far line you have to draw between that and and Whipple, right? We know that connection is is that yeah. kind of trending towards that Pop Watson probably never makes it. To campus, it's, it's this coaching shirt search and goes forward, and, and things start to come into light. Obviously, have another quarterback that was offered, and Mickey Joseph has spoken about that. You know, signed off on it, doing those sorts of things. What, where do, where do you think that stands in terms of Watson and, and the quarterback situation? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think honestly that you know, the staff is trying to still show that there's a commitment there uh, from Nebraska by Nebraska that goes beyond just the connection to coach whip does 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 pops think that that's the you know really the ticket there and that's the connection he's feeling as well i'm not so sure he's he's gone he's gone pretty quiet and he's all, he's obviously too i mean he's a very talented guy he just got named a u.s army all-american um so that's uh that that was a that was a big honor for him um so very very good player i think they're still playing too like during their season and he was not a, he was not able to make it back to Nebraska anytime during the year. So there's there's a lot of things that kind of stand between you know between I think Watson you know with where he's at being a commitment and feeling like he's completely and totally in as much because there's a distance there was an, an inability to get back during the season you know at all to check out any any games he's had this this, this the Scott Frost getting fired the questions around Whipple and whether or not he was gonna going to walk away during the season the the questions about his retention um i i think that there's obviously that thing is that's going to be very very much in play it's obviously going to come down to whoever the next head coach is and whatever they're going to decide to do but i think whatever the next head coach decides to do it's going to have it's going to be tied to some sort of a, a mobility aspect to it because i think that I think what you have found so far, I mean, and I think Casey Thompson's able to kind of cut it loose a little bit more, and I think Nebraska's just been kind of very conservative with him in that regard because they look at where Nebraska's at now and look at look at what else has you know kind of been behind him. You know, there's there's quite a gap between Casey and Smothers and Casey and Purdy and so on um, to where you know you you just didn't have that that ability. So I think that you could see another mobile guy coming in, and, and Watson clearly has a mobility. He has been cutting it loose, throwing the football the last couple of weeks, the first two the first two rounds of the playoffs out there in Massachusetts. So he's clearly a very talented guy. Um, I think it's really going to come down to who the next head coach is, and maybe as much as it is Watson's decision, it's going to be Nebraska's decision to see if that's a guy they're going to want to go ahead and stand by as well. But I, I don't think that there's – a lot of other great easy options for them to kind of get back into either, even if it's like just regional guys, border state guys, the Flores is, you know, of the world around that area. I just, 
I don't I don't think that those guys are going to be open to listening to Nebraska come back at them with an, with another head coach. Hey Brian, we're up against it, so just one quick yes no question for you. Do we have an announcement on head coach before or after Iowa? In your I'm opinion, I'm going to say after. I'm going to say after. Okay. I'm going to go after, guys. Yeah, but it, it may it may even be like Sunday after. There's a pretty big deadline there in my mind of 12-4. 12-4 is an important date. The date date day after is when the portal opens, and that that's when things start to become a problem if you don't have a head coach in place. Perfect. Well, Brian, thank you very much for joining us today, my man. Uh, safe travels and uh, have a good Thanksgiving. We appreciate it, my man. All right, guys. Don't eat too much. All right. Take care, Brian. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. When we return, we're going to break down the big docket of games for the day. It's Church of the Corn with Zach, Alex, and Fitz on 1620 The Zone. Welcome back to the Church of the Corn here on 1620 The Zone, brought to you by FCC Trucking and Summit Medical Staffing. Let's talk about some of the big games on the schedule for the day, and then we'll close this bad boy out. Pretty good game uh, schedule of games starting at 11 a.m. Uh, you got Michigan at Illinois. Does that tweak you guys' interest at all? No. Nothing? Uh, Illinois is on a, on a slide. Okay. Husker sure. Hex. So we can move so, on. So, ooh, ag- you know what? It does tweak my interest a little bit. That's I why wa- I brought it up. I want to see if Michigan gets bit. That's that's what I mean. That's why I brought it up. You know, there is a curse going on when you beat Nebraska. It Although tanks your Minnesota season. broke it. Did they, though? Yeah, they won the next game. Okay. Well, who I, I who think- did they play? Northwestern? I think it was, yeah. Well, maybe they did break it. Well, let's go on to the next game. I mean, they're the only team to win after beating Nebraska immediately after. Touche. It doesn't seem to normally go well for folks. Uh, number four, TCU at Baylor. Very interesting. TCU rolls. Sonny Dykes has done a heck of a job down there in quick turn. I mean, the pieces were already there, except the head guy. I think Dave Aranda has this team ready to play. They they have knocked off very good teams in the past, including getting Oklahoma State last year in the Big 12 Championship. I think Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears show up today and win this one outright. Ooh, I like that. That's what I was going to say. You're going you to call the win there? I'll go with Baylor on that win, too. I like what Aranda's doing down there. TCU has shown. Down here. Yeah, TCU, TCU for being number four in the country has shown a couple of cracks. Not T- many, but a little. And not not to discredit them at all, but TCU has had a run of luck when it comes to first-team quarterbacks being hurt. When they play, or and being able hurt. to come back in the second half, yes, um, I, I just, I have a feeling about this one. Baylor wins. Aranda will be trending on Twitter connected to Nebraska. That's that's it, right there. Yeah, this is how Aranda gets back into the conversation, guys. <laughs> well, speaking about Nebraska, we've got Nebraska at Wisconsin at eleven a.m. as well. We all made our picks a little bit earlier. It's it's still it's going to be an ugly game. I feel like today. With the weather and everything involved, I feel like it's going to be a pretty ugly Nebra- game. The Nebraska has to be able to get in and muddy one of these games up, though. They haven't it just get in. you the got ch- two to do it. I, and then that's the thing. So, Figure out, play with some, and I'm not, I'm going to stop myself. They come out, they've not quit, right? They're still playing hard. The defense right now is playing at a good level. If the offense can come up and even get close to matching that. How about give with, me a first down? Just give me a first down at this so point. So here, 
or a touchdown since the last slight, what, seven slight quarters. I'm going to go just, I just want 10 yards at this point. Slight advantage to Nebraska is Braylon Allen is not completely healthy. So, um, yeah, he's he's the interesting case I, because I, the offense runs through him. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my 21-17 Wisconsin pick, but I won't be surprised if Nebraska finds a way. Speaking of picks, Graham Mertz throws two today. We got a caller if you guys want to take him. Yep, let's go. Quick on the throw. Who do we have joining us, Conrad? John from uh, Omaha. Hey, John, John how are you? Yeah, I tell you what, I was just I was driving, so I couldn't stop. I was listening to Brian Munson, and, and Brian does a great job. But I want to correct him on something. He's saying that uh, the player is the greatest player, eight-man player in Nebraska. How about Dean Steincooler? Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Hey, Appreciate thank it. Thank you. That's thank a heck of a name. That's uh... and I guarantee that John likes cream corn. <laughs> I guarantee you both love cream corn. That no, that's actual excellent point. Are uh, you profiling our caller? <laughs> thanks, Fitz. We're never. He's never going to call back again. Um, let, let's bump to the next slot. Uh, Two thirty. We got a, one game here that captured my interest. Number one, Georgia at Kentucky. Any interest at all? No, Georgia rules. It just it's it's fun watching Georgia's defense. I want to see what Stoops can do against against number one team in the country. Uh, Six thirty. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering about that. Six thirty. Got two games to uh, view tonight. Seventeen Old Miss at Arkansas and twenty two Okie State. Uh, nope, I screwed that one up. Okie State's not playing Arkansas as well. They are playing at Oklahoma. Thank you. That's that's I copied and pasted like an idiot. I'm going Ole Miss gets back Bedlam. on track. It's Bedlam. Ole Miss gets back on track, and I laid down money on Gundy to get Brent Venables. Ooh. I'm going to go upset here with Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma will upset. Oklahoma's the favorite. They are? Yes. How? How Seven the hell are they? points. All right. Well, I'm going to go. People picked them to win, meaning the favorite. I don't know a lot about gambling, but I think that's how it works. Yeah, that's why you pick uh, cricket. Usually the favorite. And darts. Means that they're going to win. Thanks, guys. I okay. appreciate that. I'm really glad that we're having this conversation right yeah. now in the air. Do you want to continue with it, or should I just move on to the next one? Yeah, Oklahoma, on. Do you want me Oklahoma to define State. favorite for you? Gundy, Gundy starts oh, trending. Gundy, please, yeah, Gundy starts please trending for Nebraska. Gundy and Aranda both pull off upsets, and they it's are down going to them. for it. And we just got a new open for this segment. By the way, the best two games are in the Pac-12 tonight. Number 7, USC versus number 16, UCLA at 7, and number 10, Utah versus number 12, Oregon. Here's my question. Does the winner of USC, UCLA, are they the de facto Big Ten West champion? Yes. <laughs> the way things yeah. are going right now. At this yeah, point, just yeah. Just let them come in and play winner of Michigan-Ohio State. Yeah, they just get it two years I, early. I have US, UCLA pulling this off just because uh, Chip Kelly has more experience in these games between his time at Oregon um, and now at UCLA. Yeah. And uh, what was the other game? Uh, Utah and Oregon at at uh, nine thirty, I have Oregon. Oregon's fighting dark. to get back into the playoff conversation. I have Oregon winning that one. Utah gets Utah has this thing. They get up there, right, and then they they lose one of these games. But I I think Whittingham's going to continue to go. Utah forward. also Utah. has a thing where they up where they beat Oregon when they have no business mm-hmm. doing it too. So. They beat a lot of teams they have no business beating, yeah. but they just make it ugly and they don't beat themselves. But they have stolen money from my pocket with Oregon multiple times and I'm still going Oregon. Well, that's your fault there. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend for Drake, Fitz, Conrad, myself. Have a good one. We will talk to you guys next week and have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Go Big Red. Bye!